KYW News Radio Original Podcasts. This is KYW News Radio In Depth. I'm Matt Leon. We continue to track the progress of getting people vaccinated across the country, and groups continue to work to get the word out about the importance of getting vaccinated and also work to get vaccinations to people and populations that need it. Wanted to talk more about the continuing work on vaccinations, so caught up with Dr. Cedric Jamie Rutland. He's a pulmonary and critical care physician with the American Lung Association. Give a listen. So first, I'd just like to get your overall thoughts on the the quest to get America vaccinated. It really feels like the last few weeks we have ramped up. How do you feel about how we're doing of getting vaccines, not just out there, but getting shots into arms? You know, I, I think we're doing a pretty decent job of getting shots into arms. I mean, when you think about the beginning of the pandemic uh, a year ago to now to have over 100 million people vaccinated, I think is absolutely amazing. And so although the vaccine hasn't been distributed equitably, that doesn't mean that we can't clap for some success, which we've had. To that point of it not being distributed equity, do you feel like progress is being made? Are we are we starting to get it? in corners that we hadn't been able to when this, uh, when the rollout started uh, near the beginning of the year. I think that leaders in the communities of color have made some progress and that we have our, we've developed our own regional strategies to distribute it to our people, whether you are creating your own relationship with local pharmacies or finding out about the local vaccination centers and you're able to, push your people to go to these places to get vaccinated so that they know. But I think that, you know, again, that's all about experience. So the more we experience this, the more we're able to do that. And when you have websites like lung.org, where the American Lung Association has partnered with the Center for Black Health and Equity to create a toolkit, it allows us to understand where these vaccinations are and how we can go about getting them. So I, I think that we're doing a better job. I don't think we're doing a perfect job. I know when we started talking about vaccinations and masks, there was a concern about hesitancy with people of color because of awful experiences in the past and ongoing systemic racism in the healthcare system. But it seems like some things I've read that hesitancy isn't the problem that maybe it was when this started or it's getting better. Are you seeing that? Yeah, when you look at the numbers, when you look at the Kaiser Family Foundation, when you look at these these research numbers, you can see that vaccine hesitancy is improving, especially amongst people of color. Um, it's not quite where we want it to be, but it is improving. And I do think that what's happening is as your friends get vaccinated, you're more likely to get vaccinated. Right. And so me being a black person, like when I'm vaccinated and my friends are black and I tell them, yeah, I'm vaccinated, everything was fine they're more likely to trust it and they're going to go and they're going to go get vaccinated. Right. And so I think that that is reducing some of the hesitancy is this more and more people are actually being vaccinated. So I think that's a good thing. So I think we're headed in the right direction. Are we getting, I don't want to say close, but right now demand almost across the board is well outstripping supply. Are we hitting the point soon where that's going to be reversed, where we're really going to have to do the hard work of, digging into people in all walks of life who, because of previous experience, beliefs, politics, whatever, aren't going to do it that last mile of vaccination. Uh, can we kind of see that approaching and how do we have to approach that? I don't know. I don't know if that's actually approaching. And the reason I say that is because 
if you just think about it in general, if you have less people over time who are hesitant, right, especially among communities of color who are significantly impacted by COVID-19, you're going to have more demand. People are going to want the vaccination. And what else is going to happen is as more and more people get vaccinated, there are going to be certain opportunities that are afforded to the people who are vaccinated versus the people that are not vaccinated. And so it's going to create even more of a demand for whatever reason. So I don't necessarily know if we're approaching the time where there's more vaccine than what's being demanded. I I don't know if that's necessarily going to happen. I just I do think that our efforts, at least at this time, they're not empty. They're leading to they're leading the people becoming vaccinated, which is what we want. Where would you what are some things you would like to see happen to help communities of color with access and stuff like that? Maybe some I don't even know if programs, but some ideas maybe that haven't been put into place that you think might really help. Ooh, (laughs) I like this question. So communities of color, we need to utilize church. We need to utilize barbershops because that's where we congregate. Right. When I go to the barbershop, I go to the barbershop probably every four or five days. There's a significant number of people in and out of that place, right? Black men go there to get their haircuts, to talk to their boys, see what's going on in the neighborhood. And to be honest with you, every time I'm there, they know I'm there. And that's when I get all my questions on the vaccine. Does it work? How much coronavirus am I actually seeing? And so I think using a place like the barbershop to distribute the vaccine, I personally think would be a great idea. I mean, before with the mRNA vaccines, You didn't, you know, barbershops weren't equipped to have that kind of refrigeration. But with the Johnson & Johnson vaccine, like you can keep it in room air for a long time. So I I think you are equipped. So I think we have to develop better strategies around distribution. Maybe it doesn't have to be, again, I'm in Southern California. It doesn't have to be just at Disneyland or at Dodger Stadium. Perhaps you're going to use churches. You're going to use barbershops. You're going to use common places in black communities to distribute the vaccine. And I think it's important for centers to partner with these places. As we're a year into this, as a doctor, a spokesman for the American Lung Association, what has the last year been like from when you first learn of this to the the peaks of infection to the race for a vaccine now to trying to get people vaccine? What's the last year been like for you? I think that the last year has been an interesting one. Again, I'm a pulmonary critical care physician. So, you know, I live, eat and breathe everything that's coronavirus. Right. And so, and I'm also a guy who likes to communicate. I like to educate, educate on my YouTube channel. I educate on my Instagram. I educate all my social media platforms. That's what I do. The American Lung Association, they do the same thing. When you go to lung.org, you're going to see education on coronavirus, which I think is great. What's interesting about this time is that this is the first time, at least in my life, where I've seen the public become so interested in science. And with that, you have a lot of physicians, a lot of scientists publishing things on a daily basis. So there's constant evolution and constant reading that needs to be done to keep up with what needs to be communicated. And in the process of doing that, you're able to effectively bring people to an understanding of science that has never before been seen, at least in my life. And so that's been quite interesting. But when you get to that understanding of science without having the foundation or experience to apply it on a daily basis, that's where misinformation can run rampant, right? And so certain ideas may develop 
and misinformation can take off from there. And you have to find a way to kind of go fishing and throw that, throw your line out and reel people back in and bring them back to that line where they need to be so that they can continue to receive the right education, which will allow them to think appropriately. And that's just been really interesting to navigate. I mean, not to mention the fact that I've seen all the illness, all the death, all of the significant consequences of the virus, but also being able to navigate this information age has just been something quite interesting, (laughs) quite interesting. And one of the things, again, I love this toolkit that that the American Lung Association and the Center for Black Health and Equity has created because I can actually see the evolution of the entire year on 35 pages of paper. And it sounds like a lot, but it's not because some pages are just pictures of people. And it's just been something that I was just like, I mean, when I was reading through it, I was just clapping like this is something special. And so I don't know, this this year means a lot to me uh, in my life personally. That's it for this episode of KYW News Radio In Depth. You can listen and subscribe wherever you listen to your favorite shows. I'm Matt Leon, and we'll have another episode out soon. 